That's right. It's episode 241. Christina's back. And Christina's back. And I brought a vampire movie with me. Yeah. God, we can't get away from vampire movies lately. Do you notice? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, your favorite. So this week we're going to be doing uh, not very, you know, themey, patriotic, whatever movies. Which, happy 4th of July, everybody. If you hope you had a good Sunday, 4th of July. Which just feels wrong, right? For me, yeah. It just feels wrong that I, there, it's on Sunday. Because I work on the fucking weekends, right? So I had to take Sunday off and I have to go on Monday. All right, this isn't about but- your weird shit, okay? This... <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, having Fourth of July on a Sunday, regardless of when we work, it's just weird. I I, I don't know. That's I, the Lord's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some Trump fans out there are rejoicing though. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in one. That's when the, the the freedom and Jesus will align, and all the sudden Trump will descend from heaven with lots of chocolates and teddy bears for all the good Christians. <laughs> I, I kind of took that from uh, from fucking uh, David Cross's stand up, but I just think it's funny because it like makes me think of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, yeah, we don't have any theme like that. In fact. We decided to go outside the country, even. (laughs) (laughs) Happy 4th, Independence Day. Yeah, to South Korea, actually, where revenge movies and fucked up, twisted people movies are pretty fucking popular. (laughs) (laughs) So we decided to pick a couple of award-winning South Korean films that are loosely related in some regard by some sort of degree. (laughs) Because one of the actors in the movie is in... Uh, the other director's movies, so it's kind of like they share the same guy almost, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about Thirst from 2009 and... I Saw the Devil from 2010. That's right. So two pretty big fucking names. I mean, you know, there's a lot of films that come out of South Korea that are really good, you know, that we've seen over the last decade alone. So Old Boy is one of my favorites, and we picked one of the directors from that, as well as what? What are you looking at me for? What is this? this? Nothing. I'm laughing at myself. Oh. (laughs) Why are you just dead ball island eyeing me there? (laughs) Sorry. I'm like, am I saying something wrong? Like, you're fine. I'm just I I, I forgot something. <laughs> I'm good. Sorry. Okay, all right. Don't do that. I think you're you like asked. saying 
do you realize what you're doing you, right now? That's the kind of eyes you, you have asked me. me. So I was answering your question. It's like one of those things, guys, God. that you see when someone's live and they're trying to tell you something that you're doing wrong, but they can't say I it wasn't. on the mic because you're live. Well, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't say it on the mic. Welcome back, Christina. <laughs> Yeah, glad to be here. Did you have fun taking care of your fucking sister? I can't even look at you. Get your head in the game. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we got a couple of South Korean films, you know, and surprisingly, Christina was more excited about these than she actually was about the other movies I suggested. Because, of course, you know me, I want to watch everything 80s and I want to watch everything 90s. I was fine with those movies. I just, I wasn't fine up to your standards. I just was not, I was not thrilled with her responses when I showed her the trailers. So I thought, okay, well, we'll, we'll try something different. We got into a big argument about that uh, while we were watching, before we were watching the movie. Absolutely ridiculous. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm doing this to appease you. And you're like, I'm doing this to appease you. We we're saying the exact same thing, but uh, yeah, we're stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, Christina actually and I enjoyed watching these, I think, for the most part. So one of them, obviously, more than the other. Right. But we'll get into that when we get into our breakdowns and everything of the the, the movies. We're going to try to keep it a little more tighter so it's not so, like... Long. Long, yeah, I know. <laughs> Me and Patrick went really long. Oh, my long. God, you guys went for a long time. Hey, man. A lot, you're, you're, you're we were also while, drinking though. a lot more than, than we normally do on this show. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Patrick was like encouraging me to do that shit, and I don't. I was like, dude, I don't even drink that much. Like, I he, you don't. He kept offering me some, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys finish that bottle of Sambuca? No. Did you want to try? A shot? No. Where, I'm, where is the bottle? I don't. I didn't touch it. Did he take it with him? He us? must have taken it. No. I. It's not here. Uh, can we look out in the in there real quick? Why? I just want to see. I want now. I need to know. It's going to be in the back of my head if I don't fucking... I'm going to be like, that sneaky little bitch. He's like, no, nah, he ain't drinking my shit. If you're listening now, Patrick, you piece of shit, that was like, you know, the breadcrumb for you to come back. He's like, oh, this is the breadcrumb to keep you asking me to come back. Not out there. Interesting. Wow, Patrick, you sneaky little devil. I mean, he bought it, but I would never bring a bottle over to someone's house and then take it home with me. That's just rude. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's why we left that bottle of sake over your house, Patrick. That's, that's no, called manners. No, we didn't. It was called a gift. <laughs> oh, so Jesus. what this? This wasn't a fucking gift? No. All right. You were He was helping us out. Fuck you, Patrick. Thanks Leave for helping alone. me. Leave him alone. <laughs> I wanted to. Sh you got me excited. I was like, well, maybe I'll take a shot. Bye. You know? No, I'm glad you took it because I'm on whole 30, so I can't drink until August. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so. So, so tell us about some of your adventures while you were gone. Did you do anything fun or has anything happened that this past couple of weeks that you want to share with us that, you know, you haven't told anybody or maybe something that you thought about that you want to do or I mean, what? What? Did you even care about the podcast while you were gone? Did you I listen? Got it. I, I did listen because I, I listened on my drives because I had long drives. Were you like, is he doing better than me? Is that what you're thinking? No, or? I was like, are they talking shit about me? Which you were. <laughs> We were you, not. you were bitching about the air conditioning. Baby, I knew you were going to be listening. You were bitching listening. about the heat. I, was, I knew you were going to listen anyway, so it, was, it didn't even fucking matter. I think you called me a cunt. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I don't think I called you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know me, That's so what it was. it's it's not like I, I was being I sneaky. 
<laughs> Gee, don't tell anybody on this podcast that everybody listens to, apparently, <laughs> that you are a part of, that you might actually hear. So I'm impressed, though, that you listen, though. I'm impressed. Okay. You're Why co- are you? I don't know, because it's like... Maybe you were like taking this break to like be like fucking finally, you know, like get away from. Well, it, it was nice. Okay, I was I was extremely pissed. You watched the hunger. Oh yeah. Okay. I still haven't I'm heard glad the end of that. I told I'm you guys. glad Patrick mentioned that because I was wondering if you were going to mention it, which you didn't, because I wrote that movie up on the board like in December. <laughs> And I told you, it's a David Bowie movie. We should watch this. And you're like, vampires, meh. Vampires. I did, I've had a change of heart recently. Jesus and it's only Christ. been recently, not because of Patrick. Yeah. But uh-huh. just recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm just saying. Anyway, I am very bitter about that. I am. <laughs> we watched it together. What more do you want? Well, I want to talk about it. It was really good. Okay, so what did you think about it? It was really good. Okay, that's all you had to Which say? Which is weird because it was kind of slow. Okay. But I what mean, would you give it a score I, I can't of believe that? I cannot believe I've never seen it before. You hadn't either. It's kind of weird. I've never even like heard about it. I've seen you know like clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but you always assume it's going to be like a really shitty movie because what was it from like eighty four? Yeah, I forgot he was doing the old man thing long before fucking uh, what's his name did Benjamin Button <laughs> for Brad Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was like an eight. Yeah, it's good. I yeah, gave it, it an really 8.5, good. so yeah, see? pretty spot on there. I mean, I think it just gave it an 8.5 because it really kind of changed my view on vampires a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know it what... wasn't really... I th- I didn't really consider it like a vampire movie, though. Like, a, like it's a vampire. Like, it was like a curse. Sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I know what you mean. But we've yeah. been doing a lot of vampire stuff recently. Yeah, we have. And I've actually been okay with it, you right. know? Normally, see? I'd be like, meh. But, like I always say, this podcast pushes me to do things that I wouldn't normally we do. You really should watch Interview with the Vampire. I haven't watched that oh, forever. No, no. We're taking a break from fucking vampires, oh, all right? I, we it. snuck You snuck one in here for this week. So, next week is going to be something completely different. Okay. We need to go, like, sci-fi horror, like, the distance, you know, and it can't be fucking uh, space vampires either. There's some <laughs> fucking crazy shit, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Is there a space vampire? Yes, there is. Quite a few. I can't remember. There's an Italian one. I can't remember what it's called. It's called... uh, we just talked about it recently as one of the movies that they actually did. I think it was one of the guys who did uh, on that first week that me and Patrick did with the um, Don't Panic and the, I think it was the Don't Panic guy or the other guy mm-hmm. that did one of the vampire, space vampire oh, movies. Nice. Yeah, I can't remember. Brain. Anyway, oh, well. I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror Shots! All right, guys. So uh, Christina came up with that idea, sort of with me. We were no, I didn't. It was all you. You'd nix my ideas. <laughs> Do you think someone's bitter in the room, Murray? <laughs> Is there anybody in the room that's bitter? <laughs> Please raise your hand if you're bitter. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not drinking, so I, you know. Oh yeah, that, that's you have the, to drink it. That's so. the excuse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we decided to pick the movie Thirst. Because I'm thirsty right now and I needed a drink because after all the bullshit she's just, just given me live on the podcast, I'm going to have to get fucking shit faced just to deal with it. So <laughs> in the movie Thirst, there's a situation, a thing that happens. This It's about vampires, obviously. And, uh, you know, there's a scene where vampire, you know, gets hit by sunlight. So we decided to call this 
a bloody sunrise, which is pretty simple. It's actually a boiler maker. So boiler maker is where you t- pour a cup of beer and you pour a shot inside of it. Oh. You drop, you know what I mean? Okay, I didn't know there was a term there's, for there's, that. There's car bombs. Okay. There's there's boiler makers. Boiler what? makers is when you just pour it in. Car bombs of, you know, Jaeger bomb, a bomb. Oh, um, that's when you chug it. No, it's when you drop the, the actual shot. And in, you chug it. And Yeah, but the shot's actually in the glass. That's right. the difference. Oh, okay. Whereas the boiler maker, you pour the shot in without the fucking shot glass. Oh, okay. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, what is in a bloody sunrise? Well, all you have to do is put in two ingredients, which is one shot of Jägermeister, which is that vampire blood, and of course, one beer of your choice. I would say maybe like a Pilsner of some sort, uh, a lager, a lighter beer that's not so like heavy. Uh, we picked Stella Artois because Patrick left his, so it was fuck in the you. Fridge. <laughs> See, he left the beer, but he took the, the Sambuca. Yeah, what the fuck? He's doing podcasts with other people. <laughs> All right, so this is bubbling up a little bit more than I thought it was going to do. Okay, I just didn't want to have, like, foam lip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you take your one shot, your full shot of Jaeger, and you pour it right on into your drink, and you say, and you do... The sign of the cross. The sign of the cross on your dirt chest. The Father, the Son, the Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Ghost. Yeah. And then you drink. Ew. That looks gross. Is it gross? It's just beer and Jaeger. It's actually not bad. Oh. I thought it was going to be gross. No, it's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <sighs> Oof, it's a lot to drink, though. Delicious. Yeah, that's actually not too bad. And I bet you if you had more Stella, you wouldn't even be able to taste the mm-hmm. the Jaeger the Jaeger that much because it kind of went together. Mm-hmm. It tasted like it mixed together instead of, you know, with like a party in your mouth where you have mm-hmm. like three separate flavors or two separate flavors that don't battle with that battle with each other. Mm-hmm. This was like the opposite. It felt like it smoothed it out and made it into its own flavor. Nice. So it's good. So if you would like to try a bloody sunrise, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now that's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of two movies from South Korea, one being Thirst from 2009 and... I Saw the Devil from 2010. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. Alright, so Christina did the work on this one. She's going to tell us all about it. Why don't you go ahead and kick it off, Christina. Through a failed medical experiment, a priest is stricken with vampirism and is forced to abandon his ascetic ways. His what? Wait, how do you say that word? Ascetic ways. Ascetic, yeah, I don't use that word. Tagline, lusting after sinful pleasures. Delicious. Directed and the screenplay was written by Park Chan-wook, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, and Lady Vengeance. Yeah, the trilogy. The story was inspired by, and it was written by a French guy named Emel Zola. 
Mm -hmm. He was an author in the early 1900s, and his work is still credited to this day in movies. Mm -hmm. Um, His most famous story is called Nana, uh, which is about a woman and her sexual liaisons with different men. Mm. (laughs) Sounds delicious. And then also also, um, the screenplay was written by Seo Kong Jung. Yeah. And also did... She did the screenplay, yeah. Yeah, the screenplay. She also did the screenplay for Lady Vengeance. She probably helped to iron out some of the characters because these characters are so fucking insanely fucking complex and like real... They feel real. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. She also worked on Lady Vengeance, I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay, and The Handmaiden. Nice. Which he did too. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Movie stars Song Kang-ho who plays Sang Hyun. Uh, he was in Parasite. Yeah. He was in the interview, that movie with Seth Rogen. Right. Lady Vengeance, The Host, and Snowpiercer. You know, I never finished that Parasite movie. I started it, and then I never finished it. Why didn't you finish it? I don't know. I think because I was like, I think Christina needs to watch this. Yeah, and I haven't watched it. Yeah, and we haven't been able to watch it. We need to. We really need to watch it. Yeah, we'll watch it. I don't know if it's horror, though. It was categorized as such in the horror community, and a lot of people were arguing and bitching. Well, it's about zombies. I don't know what it is. I I didn't get far enough to really know, so I wouldn't make any assumptions. But anyway. Oh, okay. Kim Ockbin, who plays Tai Zhu, uh, was in The Villainous and Yonan Street. Mm-hmm. Kim Hae-suk, who plays Miss Ra, the mom. Mm-hmm. She was in The Handmaiden and The Thieves. Okay. And then Sh- Shin Ha-kyun, who plays Kang Woo. Save the Green Planet, which is a great movie. And Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. The, so, but- I have Save the Green Planet. I love that movie. Such a weird movie, too. I think we covered it on this podcast before. Oh. Years ago. Patrick knows about that one, too, because I, I turned him and Devin and a bunch of people onto it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like a torture film mm-hmm. that has songs and dances mm-hmm. and turns into a silly sci-fi movie by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like part comedy, part, like, torture porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, the budget was $5 million. Five million. Wow. Yeah. That's a big budget. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. They did a lot of wire work and shit, and that's not cheap. Mm -hmm. And what did you think, Alex? Well, this has a lot of the same energy that I think that we got from the movie um, War of the Roses. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about with like Kurt Douglas and like Kathleen Turner? I think so. Or Kathleen Bates or some shit like that. Or Bates. Turner. Yeah. Turner. Yeah. And it doesn't feel that way until the very end. When things get worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a genre bender in, in a lot of ways anyway, because it mixes like a love story, a drama, comedy and horror only has a bunch of twists in this movie that you may or may not see coming, actually. And it's a Korean vampire film, which is even more genre bending in general, which is just great. I loved it. I thought it was a really great movie. It has all the elements that a vampire film would need mixed with the Park Chan-wook style, which gives it that sort of dark, everybody's a piece of shit fucking world. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. everybody in this movie is pretty fucking dark and twisted. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's funny at times, and it ends the way that it should. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's full of entertainment. It's a package of a film when, you know, it, it really kind of bends, comes down to the fact of whether or not you'll like this movie or not. But as a whole, it's got all the cylinders that are firing at once. It's got a little bit of everything. 
crime, horror, drama, comedy. It's a just a well-packaged film. I think it is a little long in some parts, and it probably could be chopped up a little, but there are a lot of very dynamic characters that are on the screen who have very nuanced, complex, like, personalities that all are different from one another and and the way that they all work together and how it affects other other characters in the movie is really masterfully written and shown and performed on the screen he has very odd and deeply problematic characters in this one which is pretty great you know i think it really adds to this fucked up world that he sort of created not every director i think can make you morally conflicted with just about every single character that you meet in a fucking movie and still make you enjoy them Mm -hmm. you know like it's as if the director wants you to understand just how deeply flawed the human race is which you know somehow he makes a for a really dark comedic and interesting watch one that i'm definitely going to return to i would like to pick up uh a heads up for you guys that are out there to, to be clear, we only watched the R-rated version of this movie. There is a director's cut that is out there, but it is only available in South Korea and or France. And the French version doesn't have English subtitles or anything like that. And I don't know about the South Korean. I tried looking through all of the different DVDs and everything like that to see if they had any of them English subs. And it doesn't look like it. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a way to see that version with subs. And maybe there's a DVD that I missed that wasn't on the Amazon list. But there was like 10 copies. And I went through pretty much every single one of them. But the uncut director's cut is a 148-minute cut versus the 134-minute cut, which is what we saw, which is 2 hours, 13 to 14 minutes. Some say 15. It just depends. But we couldn't get our hands on that version. So this is considered to be the theatrical cut we're, we're going to be talking about, by the way, guys. The director prefers the director's cut, and I would have loved to seen it, but I don't have the ability to get it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think many people do. Right. So this is probably the version that you're going to be seeing since we watched it on Amazon, I think. Yeah, we rented it on Amazon. We rented it for like three ninety nine. Yeah, three bucks or something. And it was totally worth it. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. So, I mean, I, I mean, unless you're uber fan of it, I think you'll be okay. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff in it I was like kind of surprised and shocked by. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to re- return to watch this again. I definitely want to pick up a copy one way or another. It might not be as soon as I watch some other movies, you know, but it's when I see it on the shelf and I go, oh, yeah, I remember that's a good vampire movie. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like I'm opening up. I, I still really enjoyed this movie a lot. And perhaps my opinions of vampire films has changed recently, more so recently, like I've been mentioning. It's like, am I opening up to fucking vampires more in my old age? Or like, what, what's going on <laughs> maybe here? Maybe you're just sick of other shit. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I've seen too mm-hmm. much of the same shit. And yep. I'm just like, it's kind of like when you eat like a, your favorite food your whole life. And then when you get older, you're like, kind of like tired of it. Right. You don't want to eat it anymore. Except, except pizza. Or you don't eat, you don't like uh, onions. And then one day you're just like, fuck, I want some fucking onions, man. (laughs) Like, you just don't know why. But, you know, I just, maybe it's just I haven't seen the good ones yet, you know? Mm. Or given them a time a day, you know? I know I've seen a lot of vampire movies, but another reminder of why I love doing this podcast, like I said, I get to see stuff that I wouldn't normally push myself to watch just to fit some sort of kind of two-part movie thing that Mm. we'll watch in a row. So if you felt the same way and maybe not like vampire films, maybe this will be a different movie for you that you might enjoy. 
that right. you'll you'll find some value in and see some weirdness and some of that sort of weird dark human beings in this world kind of thing with it. Either case, I've enjoyed this film. I knew by seeing the trailer that I would because it just had you can tell that there's a breadth of talent in the way they shoot it, the way they act it, just the whole package. It just feels like a really big movie. This isn't even that bloody as I was expecting either. Even though it has a lot of blood in it, but I would say I'd give this movie probably an 8.5 out of 10 from mm-hmm. me. It's it's characters and style are deeply interesting and dynamic film. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, well, this is definitely 100% a vampire movie. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like all the lore is there. But what makes this one so great is that story about how the uh, the priest becomes a vampire. Right, yeah. But it is a little confusing about how he became a vampire. But you really had to, like, I had to think about it after the fact to, like, understand, the, like, the whole section about how he became a vampire because it was really interesting. I had to point it out to you, yeah. It, yeah, it was really interesting. It wasn't like normal circumstances where you get bit or something right. or you know other this vampires. Is not a, yeah, this is not that kind of vampire Yeah, movie. no, not at all, which just makes it more interesting. Yeah, but like you said, all he the- He contracted it. We won't say how. Well, I wasn't going to spoil it. I was trying not to. Well, whatever. Anyway, all the characters, like you said, all the characters were really interesting. It was a really artistic movie. It flows really good. The shots were really good. And it, it was artistic, like not in a boring way. <laughs> it had every type of emotion in the movie, too. It really did. But I did have some problems with the movie. It was long. Like you said, the, some of the sex scenes, a few of the sex scenes were like, oh, come on, like we get it. You could draw it back a little bit. Mm, like <laughs> I kind of enjoyed them. I think at one point I was like, look, she's not even screaming like she's not having a good time. <laughs> Which it always seems like when I see these like films from like other countries, like they're like getting hurt. Right. It just like kind of off putting a little to me. Exactly. It kind of feels rapey. You know what I mean? Like right. that's what I'm saying. Um, there was a lot of the sound effects. Mm-hmm. There was like a lot of slushing. Like, when, <laughs> yeah, they really do. When they were kissing, it, when they were having sex, when, when he's they drinking were, blood, when he's drinking blood, yeah. like, girl, stop! <laughs> like it was, it was um, accelerated, sure. amplified. Yeah, it was, it was funny. They wanted it to be greasy. Yeah, yeah it was very greasy. Yeah. <laughs> I had a problem with that. Okay. Okay. I had a little mixed feelings about the ending, which we'll get into. I don't know. I, you you liked it. I it was a good way to end, but I don't I don't know. It was, I do want to own this movie. So what was your score for this movie? It was an eight out of ten. Okay. And do you like as, you you said the hunger was an eight out of ten. Which one did you say wins by just a little bit? Though? Uh, this one because I don't do half points. Okay. It's dumb. <laughs> Fine. Well, that's the point of half points, so you, you can do that. So you can be like, well, this one edges by no, just because, a little bit. No, because then you have to half point. Then we got to do right, like one right. fourth okay, because there's look, like millions of movies out there. I already there hear enough shit them. from fucking people who don't <laughs> like to score it. I don't use the scores because I want to be like everybody else. I do the scores for my own personal I fucking know. thing. That's fine. And I'm just telling you my perspective of my scores. Cool. I, it's and it's fine stupid. If you do. I don't like your idea. And I don't like yours. You're dumb. <laughs> Welcome back, Christina. Thanks. Tell me some fucking trivia. Uh, I don't know if I want to now. Do you deserve it? You're just being mean. I'll just leave. Okay, so that's a 8.25 from both of us, technically. That's a, that's actually a go-and-see-it type movie from both of us, actually. I think, yeah, I think people need to watch this. I definitely do, too. I, I it, it has, like, class, even though it does some 
déclassé de, de mm-hmm. sort of things in it that might turn some people off. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the sheer amount of the way people act in this movie and how they treat people is just not nice. Right. And it is a little off-putting in that in that perspective, but it also kind of highlights the the fact that this priest is willing to be a servant for anyone. Mm-hmm. And that he's still willing to serve God, even though he is a vampire. And whether or not he kills or not is a big factor in this film. Right. So it is a... It's, Which is kind of a trope, but I it's mean... It's interesting that they ride that line, I think. And I think what he did with the film is is kind of unique and kind of turns the vampire genre on its head a little bit and does something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, maybe well, there has been a vampire fucking priest in some movie, but they never highlighted it as the main character. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The only other movie I could think of is that actual priest movie, but the, he hunted the vampires, but right. wasn't he a vampire? The movie's right. weird. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, it's a, it, the way they handled it is very unique. It's very different, and it deserves all the credit that, that it gets. Mm-hmm. We do have some trivia on this film, though. Of course, if you've never seen the movie and you want to see the movie, I would highly recommend you watch the movie, then come back. We always have timestamps for all of our trivia, all of our you know segments that we do on each of the episodes. So if you want to just hear the spoiler-free portion, it'll be for each movie down below. If you just want to hear the, the trivia, you can, or both, whatever. All of it's down below, and you can even listen to the end of the podcast where we usually come up with what movie we're going to watch next week. So, But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So, some of the trivia on this movie. I didn't know there was a whole lot for either one of these, um, but I found more on this one, actually, surprisingly, than I did the other movie. That's weird. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the reverse, you know? Right. Once this movie was greenlit, Thirst became the first Korean feature movie made with both Korean and U.S. studio funding and distribution with Mm. CJ Entertainment and Focus Features partnering on on the film's production. The film is also the first mainstream Korean film to feature full frontal male cock. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, for like a second. Yeah, it was kind of at the end. Yeah, and it's priest cock. It's kind of disappointing. <laughs> oh, Christina. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. How dare you? Well, just the way they showed it, you know? How, like, yeah, but it, it, the light wasn't right. It wasn't shining. It was as, cold outside. It wasn't like the holy hand grenade it where it like wet. shined and shimmered. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Sang Hyung, who is the character in the movie who plays the priest, is killed by Emmanuel virus, a.k.a. EV. That's what they were talking about, which was the African disease. I tried looking it up. It sounded like a real virus. They made it up. But I think it's made up. I think it's based off of like some sort of Christian uh, passage because there's like, uh, Uh I I don't know. It's like preaching. Emmanuel was the the, someone that preached or spoke to, to God. Uh, Emmanuel. Oh, is that what that fucking song's about? Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what, so. I think it was just like him taking pieces of that and uh-huh. trying to make a virus that would kind of be kind of ideology wise. That's kind of like cool. his transition between vampirism and not and Satan. Because as we find out, he gets vampirism from a, a fucking blood transfusion, <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck? which is so that's very so unique. <laughs> And what vampire is giving their blood? Yeah, giving their blood. Yeah, like they're like, oh, I don't feel like biting anybody. I'll just, I'll just go donate. Yeah. So Chan Wook Park says that horror movies actually scare the shit out of him. 
and that it's almost too real for him. Like when he sees the finished product, he says it's different when he's up close and seeing it, how it's made and how they're going to do it. It's not that effective, Mm -hmm. but when he sees it in it's full form and it's on the, on the screen, he said he's the greatest horror fan of not watching horror films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It could be a little mistranslated because this is all from Comic Con 2009. Oh, oh my God, I was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Oh, how funny. Yeah, so he also went on and said that this is the movie and its origins cultivated over the course of most of his life. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, I could say it was 10 years, but it goes back even further. Mm-hmm. He's like, I used to, I was raised Catholic and I went to, to Cath, I was a, you know, mm-hmm. Christian studying student up until my teens. And he was like, I started writing on this 10 years before the film, but I went to church until I was my teens until a priest came up to me and said, oh my God, this guy's going to be a bishop. So he said that to me and my father, which actually scared him away from going to church because he loved women. And he thought to himself, I wonder what that experience is like for a priest who can't sleep with a woman. And so this helped cultivate the story. Mm -hmm. And this, of course, was told at Comic-Con San Diego 2009. The translator, the the guy asked the next question because he didn't realize that he was joking. Mm -hmm. Like, none of that was true. (laughs) (laughs) So Chad Wu Park was like, yeah, none of that's true. I was just saying it because it sounded really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was really funny. Oh, my gosh. But he did think that it was crazy that these priests who dedicate their whole lives to God, and he had a a great respect for that sort of servitude to other people and Mm -hmm. other, you know, just giving their life up for others in general. And he wanted to have a noble character go through the greatest suffering possible to test his character. Mm -hmm. And, And what would the greatest suffering be if he went through that with a priest? And he was like, you know, obviously, you know, sex and like, you know, drinking blood. And he said, and that's where vampire vampirism came up. Mm-hmm. Like, what would be the greatest challenge is to not kill people if you're a vampire. Mm-hmm. So he thought that was a really interesting idea, which right. turns it out is. it is. <laughs> um, it could be very hokey for some people, but I think he did a good job of of, of grounding it in some reality. Mm-hmm. Um he was also asked about the complexity of his characters, which I've often mentioned in my my little piece. Mm-hmm. And he said that humans are naturally complex. Even the people that you think you know, if you put them in, an, in, in just the right situation, they may react differently than you expect. Mm-hmm. So he's like, that's why I wanted to make these characters so crazy, a little like, you know what I mean? Like so complex and mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of problems going on. But I also think he, and this is just me speculating, he really honestly feels that, like, you know, that is how humans are. Mm-hmm. That we're not just this singular story, that there's multiple things that have created this monster, so to speak. Right. That if put in the right situation might react mm-hmm. a different way than you would expect. Mm-hmm. Then we are primed and proper, you know, going through the motions to be. Right. He also, I don't know if you noticed in the movie, apparently, I didn't know this, but Park Chan-wook has a trademark. One of his things that he puts in all of his films is scissors. And immediately I thought of fucking Jordan Peele. Oh, from us? Yeah, but he did that because he thought of rabbit ears. Oh, because of scissors. Right, because of scissors. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, was he stealing that cool little thing from Park Chan-wook? I don't think so. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's, <laughs> I'm just saying. Instead like, of rabbit ears, they look like rabbit ears. Yeah, it totally does. I don't I'm just think saying, you ripped it just, off from a vampire I'm just movie. giving you my brain thoughts. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's what <laughs> well, it is. Well, I'm going to crush them. <laughs> but that's uh, that's pretty much it for the trivia. Um, there were a couple of other things that I just didn't feel like bringing up. There was like some sort of thing in the movie where they had like a sex scene that they cut out of the, I think it was the Korean version or something like that. Mm-hmm. That even the director's cut didn't have or something like that, that it made it. He was like worried that people were going to question the authenticity of like, was it forced or not forced? Oh, so he cut it out on certain him. films because he was just like, look, it's not even worth arguing about. Right. He's like, I don't even feel like it's that necessary to be in there. I'll just cut it out. Like there were some other things like that. But for the most part, you know, yeah, he just he just was trying to make a fucking different type of movie you know Mm -hmm. um but we do have some scenes that we can talk about and i want to like kind of go over a couple that you maybe have enjoyed or things that you liked about that happened in the movie or didn't like perhaps or you know whatever because i know you're gonna have a lot to complain about the next movie Uh uh-huh so (laughs) let's let's spill the beans christina for this movie. So one of my favorite scenes was kind of in the beginning and uh, he was in the hospital, right? And he starts, uh, he cut his finger or something and he starts sucking the blood out of the IV drip. The guy's blood out of his IV. Yeah, the guy that's drip. in a coma. Yeah. Like the big guy. Yeah, he's laying on the floor. The sponge cake guy. <laughs> and he noticed like his, the disease and the, the welts and stuff were going away. And then he, he freaks out and then he just, he just chucks it. He starts running and he jumps out the window. Oh, that's right. Because he tries to kill himself. Yeah, he tried to kill himself because he couldn't live with the fact that this was going on, that he has to suck blood to survive. Right, and everybody thinks he, directly after that, they think he's a prophet. Right, exactly, because he because jumped out the healed. window. Yeah, he was healed. One of 500 people who died from the disease, and he's, he survived. Yeah, he's the one who survived out of 500 people. Yeah. So there's like people that are like camped out. They don't really go over this part in the movie that well, I don't think. They camp outside of the hospital to right. wait for his like leadership because they think that he's some sort of prophet. Well, he's a priest and they want his blessing since he's a prophet. Right, to not die. Yeah, or healing for a loved one who has cancer or what, whatever, which actually leads him to his involvement with this family and the girl. Well, and he thinks he's saving the girl later on and he realizes that he's not. So he comes back and pretends to rape another girl. In order for them to not believe in him anymore. Right. Because he, he thinks of vampirism when he once thought, oh, it's healing people. Maybe I can figure out a way to heal people. He's like, no, this is a curse. And right. I, don't, I don't want to bring it on anybody. So right. he makes them disbelieve themselves in him later on. But Yeah, yeah. By, by yeah raping that lady. It's fucked up to lay your naked penis on a woman, period. (laughs) Uh, So I guess I don't know what I'm really saying. But he didn't have sex with her. He was just trying to make it seem like he was... Yeah, he was trying to to skewer their their perception of him. Right. That's all he's doing. Because he wanted to save them. Yeah. Another scene I liked was... Again, when they're in the hospital and he's there with the girl, and I think they had just had sex for the first time. Oh. And then he goes to tell her about this disease he has. And um, he, again, laid on the floor, started sucking out of the IV, and the look on her face 
she looked over and and she freaked out and she, just the look on her face right there was so fucking funny she was like oh my god i'm gonna fucking die yeah and then she she runs around and turn and she runs she runs away i thought that was that was really funny i like how they did that yeah and then really as like soon after she eventually realizes that she can use him to his her advantage mm-hmm. for many different things and she's very narcissistic which you she lies about a, a lot yeah which was a twist in the movie because she was she was perceiving to everyone that she was like this abused wife Mm -hmm. and she couldn't like do anything and all that when really she was using everyone right well i don't think she's still i don't think she still needed to be locked in a room like like they did in the movie those people are bad too you know what i mean oh yeah exactly those people are bad too but they locked her in the room because she was sleepwalking or she said she was sleepwalking so they were trying to prevent her from sleepwalking she was trying because they were like oh she had blisters on her feet and stuff like that and they're like we don't know how she gets them and it's because she's so fed up with living with her husband who's dying from cancer Uh uh-huh and her mother and uh, their family or whatever. I don't know what it is. And she goes out and runs in the middle of the night each night. In her bare feet. In her bare feet till it hurts. Till she can't do it anymore. Just so she hurts herself because she needs to feel pain in order to get past it. And that's what eventually ends up wooing the priest. Mm-hmm. Is that he thinks that he's saving her. Right. And she's That he's helping her. Right. And she's actually a fucking evil ass bitch. Yeah, she's actually using him. Because another one of my favorite scenes is... Well, hold on. I get, I get a minute more. Can I but, give a scene? No. <laughs> I'm back, bitch. Soon as she finds out that he drinks blood, she freaks out and he goes to her house to like explain it more. And that was a really cool scene, too. Uh, it's right before the scene that I'm going to talk about right next. Mm-hmm. Where he's like jumps up into her window, climbs in, and then like wrestles her to the floor. And she's she's like, I'm scared of you. And then he's like, fine, whatever, I'll leave. And then he punches the light pole and the fucking light pole falls. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And he gets mad and because she doesn't understand. Right. Um, but really it's part of her controlling him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day she comes and finds him and he's like drinking blood and they're on the roof and she's like, oh, she's like, so you're like, can do things like, what can you do? And she's like, here, take this coin. And he's like, what do you want me to do with the coin? And she's like ripping it half. He was like, why would I do such a stupid thing? Mm-hmm. And she's like, just do it. And then he tears it in half after like a couple of twists mm-hmm. and throws it in front of him. And she's like, oh, my God. And then she runs to the edge of the building. And I thought she was going to jump off. I was hoping she'd jump. Like so that she would like have him damsel in distress capture her. Right. Like save her and, and make him forced to jump because she assumed he had those powers. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And then she's like, can you jump down there? And then he grabs her, jumps down there, and he's jumping from roof Roof to to roof roof. while she's laughing. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck are they making this shot work? It must have been green screen. Do you know what I mean? Like, it looks so cool. It did look cool. And her laughing, that was like one of my favorite things in the whole fucking movie. Mm -hmm. It was like, because it was like kind of sweet, kind of not, kind of like elating because she's like into him and she loves him and- you know, there's Let's, some there's some other scenes where they're like they try to have sex and it's like really kind of gross and shit. In mm-hmm. solution, yeah, <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> oh, stop, stop, stop. All right, all right. Jesus, <laughs> I was talking about it last week, so I thought it'd be funny to. Yeah, it's hilarious. Suffer yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. So, what was your favorite episode uh, uh, scene? 
Oh, so they decide to go night fishing because this this is when uh with her husband with the husband and the vampire with the priest guy because he's living with them now because he oh gave he gave up, gave the, up priest the priesthood because the other priest see there's so many backstories you know explain the, it the other priest wanted to become a vampire because he's like disabled he's blind yeah he's and stuff and he was just sick of it and, he, and so all of a sudden the high priest wanted to become a vampire so. He was uh, like, no, I'm not infecting this world with even more fucked up right. shit. Right. Uh, people. So then he just gave up the priesthood, moved in with them, and then they decide to go night fishing because this is when he's going to kill the husband for beating the um, the wife. Which, which wasn't she's even been true. abusing herself by stabbing a pen in her leg, by yeah, the way. In her her thigh. Ugh. To, to make him think that he, she's getting abused and she's not. Right. So. Because it's that night that. He's like, what did you do to your leg? How did you get your leg? He's like, you need to get a new job, the husband. Right. And yeah, that's when and that's you realize, when you go, oh, shit, she's that not fucking doing bitch. it. Yeah. She's fucking psycho. She's just looking for attention. So, uh, where'd it go? Anyway, so I love that whole scene on the boat because both the guys go under and then the fishing rod hook catches her ear. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then takes off like her earlobe. <laughs> like that whole scene was just so cool. There was like so much going on and like he had to like push him down to like the bottom of this lake or whatever and put a rock on him. <laughs> it was it was just so cool. Yeah, I really like that scene. And it's like he goes down and you find out that he had to put a rock on his chest and this is where the movie gets really weird. <laughs> Because, like, there's a couple of scenes after they kill him, and then they... Where's, like, ghost shows up. They tell him he, he drowned, and they don't know how to get a hold of him, and, and they have all these, like, diving teams going out there, and they still can't find him, and he took him to, like, the d- deepest part, like, way out, and, like, put a rock on his chest, and they his ghost is, like, haunting uh, Tai Zhu, the girl, mm-hmm. and he's, like, sitting on the bed doing his exercises, because he used to do these weird exercises... Mm-hmm. So that he could stay strong because he's got cancer. And he's trying to do them, but he's spitting up water with this rock on his chest. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? In one scene, they're having a scene where they're having sex. Mm-hmm. And he's like banging her, but he's really fucking the dude. Right. He's like, it's just a figment of your imagination. It's like a psychological thing. Yeah. She's got some sort of guilt, even though she's a fucking sociopath. Right. Which is it's just weird. weird. But yeah, and then it gets like darker and darker. This is where I talk about where it gets to that War of the Roses type thing where they just sort of like are out to kill each other at this point now. Mm-hmm. And he's like kind of playing along while she's like killing friends and family. They have somebody over to play some Mahjong, which they've been doing this entire movie. But yeah, later on, they're playing Mahjong with the friends and the the catatonic mom because the catato- the mom goes catatonic. Mm-hmm. She has like a she's stroke a, or something. She's in shock because her son died. Yeah. They, they couldn't find his body. They couldn't find his body and she knows that something's up. Mm-hmm. And they're even at the point now where the the priest, vampire, and her are living and talking about this shit openly in front of her because they know she's not going to come out of it. But what they don't realize is that she has this sort of breaking bad moment where she can actually answer yes or no questions with her eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how, what's his name? The old fucking guy with the bell in Breaking right, Bad. exactly. And he's like, once for yes, two for fucking no. <laughs> and she's like, blink, blink twice for yes and blink long press, long blink for no. 
And so they play Mahjong with her and eventually she's playing Mahjong and they're like, holy shit, she's actually still playing with us. Mm -hmm. And then she reveals that that she's how did she say she killed somebody got killed? Oh, Uh, she she, spelled it out. She had her finger kept trying to spell something because kind of like in the Breaking Bad where he can move the bell. She has the one finger that can spell out words and it's like her bloody finger is spelling out words and it's kld and he's like what is that and then they figure out that it's killed, killed. and he she's like do you mean killed and she she blinks fast yes and then they're like killed who and then she looks and then and then the uh girl hides behind taiju hides behind the priest and they're like wait he killed your son and she's just like rapid blinking as fast as she can for like a minute and they're like uh what the fuck so then they go and they lock all the doors so they lock them in there so they can't leave and they just start fucking murdering all of them like she does in particular and he knows that he can't stop her and i don't know why he doesn't try because of love yeah this wasn't even i don't understand why people were saying this was a love story they were like in lust like, they weren't in love with each no, other. No, he was in love with her. Uh, he was in lust with her. He wasn't in love with mm, her. No, I think he genuinely... I could, think so. He, he may, she may not have loved him, but he loved her at the time. And he loved her enough to not kill her. And he loved her enough to not stop her when she was doing bad things. So it can be one-sided, I think. I'm. She definitely did not love him. Right. And she used it to her advantage. But I guess by the end, she hugs him in the brace embrace but i just thought this whole scene where they were like running around and panic yeah it was great with the friends and stuff yeah they were was kill- fucking yeah, great like that great. that was a really good scene it was a great scene and then he gets so fed up with everything like he doesn't want her to kill her best friend right because she kind of survived by playing dead and whatnot right and he's like you have to clean up you made so much of a mess you need to go clean up all this one's mine and then he pretends to suck on her neck and it isn't her blood mm-hmm and then they leave to go do something. And he's like, I needed to go do something. And they go somewhere first, but it doesn't really matter where they go. They end up going to the beach. And the mom's with them in the car. And the mom's in the back of the car, catatonic as ever. And she's watching him set up everything. They go to drop off the dead bodies. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, oh, sorry. Beforehand. Yeah. yeah. And then they go to the beach. And then it's like almost sunrise. And she's like, give me the keys. He breaks the key off in the ignition and throws them. She tries to start the car. Then she's like pulling him over to try to get him in the trunk. And he kicks off the fucking trunk. (laughs) And that's really funny. And then she tries to lay underneath and he pushes the car forward. He's like, no, we're going to die now because we've done this. You've ruined it. You've ruined it. We deserve to die. The only way we're going to be together is in hell. Right. I don't believe in hell. That's what she said. Right. Which is still cool. Yeah, I did. I did. I thought that that. was great, too. When you're dead, you're dead. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was great. I like that. So... But yeah, that's how it ends. They burn up. They don't even show their face after they're burned. But you do see yeah, her leg drop like, off. Yeah, uh, the shoe, the shoes that he gave her, like when they first like started. Right, because she was had the blisters on her feet, yeah. and he gave her his shoes. Blah blah blah. And the mom was able to watch them die. But there's just so much attention to detail in this movie, like that they. It really is. It's a good it, movie. It's really well written, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really different and unique, and. Yeah, I mean, if you you were a little off put by some of the sex long sex scenes, they didn't bother me. Right. But I, you weren't feverishly masturbating next to me either, so I guess. <laughs> Stop is gross. 
<laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it, it. I think it's a good movie, though. So I, I would love to hear what you guys think of this movie if you have seen it and it's been a while. Are you going to watch it again just because we talked about it? Um, but we do have another movie that we're going to talk about from South Korea. And I did the work on this one. And it's called I Saw the Devil from 2010. The story is a secret agent exacts revenge on a serial killer through a series of captures and releases. The director of this movie and adaptation writer is Ji Woon Kim. He also wrote and directed A Tale of Two Sisters, The Good, The Bad, The Weird. He did one of the shorts in Three Extremes and another one in Doomsday Book. Uh, which are anthologies and more. Plus, it has writers Park Hoon Jung, who is also a director. He also wrote and directed Tiger, The Tiger from 2015, VIP, The Showdown, The Witch Part 2 from 2020 that's come that came out, and more. Some of the cast for this movie is Lee Byung-hun, who plays Kim Soo-hyung, who, play, who he's been in other Ji-woo Kim movies like A Bittersweet Life, The Good, The Bad, The Weird, plus movies like Red 2. He played Storm Shadow in G.I. Joe Retaliation and The Rise of Cobra. He was also in Three Extremes and many more. This movie also stars Choi Min-sik, who plays the killer, a.k.a. Jang Kyun Chul, most well-known for old boy lead role, and that's the connection to these two movies, by the way. There you go, okay. Is that he was in a movie that the other director did. Um... He was also in Lucy, which I is I love that movie for whatever reason because it reminds me of that movie with Brad from The Hangover mm-hmm. where he takes the pill. Oh yeah, yeah. Unlimited or some shit mm-hmm. like that or whatever. Limitless. Limitless. It's like it's like a yeah, those... fucking darker version of that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like Limitless meets uh, Crank Two or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or Crank. Um. He was also in, you know, The Tiger, Lady Vengeance, the trilogy of the Old Boy series and everything like that. Quiet Family and many more, which we talked about. Or did we? Oh, we talked about him as a director. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jungkook Hwan is also in this movie. He plays Squad Chief Jang. He's been in a few movies I've not heard of. Big ones include Doctor Stranger, The Bow, many Korean TV shows that I could list off for days. It seemed like there was a, a big push for movies uh, with these guys, a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. And then, like, for the past 10 years, it's been nothing but TV shows. Because TV well, shows TV, out there is really big. T- and TV steady work. Right. Plus, you have KTV, like all the all the uh, Korean TV shows right. that are played out here in America as well. Mm-hmm. It's like wildly popular. Yeah, it is. Um, also, uh, he was in the showdown from the writer of this movie and more. Also stars Ho Jin Chun, who plays Chief uh, Section Chief O, which is the older guy, I think, the husband oh. of the daughter who gets killed. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in Skeletons in the Closet, The Sword with No Name, The Unjust, The Neighbors, Mr. Perfect, and again, ton more TV shows that I won't list off. This movie had a $6 million budget. Oh. And it made $12.8 million at the box office. Wow. Christina. Uh-oh. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I really did enjoy this story. It's really an original story. Sure. It's very bloody. Like, all the kills were really killy. <laughs> they were, really, they were really killy. They were really killy. Wow. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Out of control. The, it was a very long movie. Uh, but the pace, I mean, the pacing. Both of these movies were long. Yeah, but it's but it's still, like, 
sucks you in. It, you know, I never really got bored in the movie. Oh, this one shows a lot more. But yeah, uh, problems I had with this movie are, of course, the rape scenes because there wasn't just one and it was really long and they're really frustrating for me. I just don't like seeing that stuff. I, 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 I agree with you, but I think that they wanted to make you just see just how perverse this, these people are. Yeah, but I get that. But I, I agree. Was, I agree. I was, agree. I'm just saying, like, they these aren't your, you know, run, he really wanted to state just how evil this guy was. Well, yeah, but I think we get the point. Um, right. There's many things that they that, do in this movie that could be considered offensive. But exactly. And what was also frustrating, don't worry, I won't spoil anything. It's like this bad stuff is happening and there's people who know this is happening and they're not they're not doing anything to prevent it <laughs> well they're trying they well, just don't know no 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 no. there's i'm see i don't want to go any further because i'll i'll be spoiling it but it's very frustrating like it was very frustrating she kind of did call like what was going to happen towards the end but not yeah, really we, like, we, we knew there was going to be a twist but the the thing that's about this movie that i think is the reason twisty. why you felt this way is that they do allude to the twist kind of early they do the last 45 minutes yeah you already know what the twist is going to be right sort of yeah like or, you know he's going to catch how was it going to allude it was you knew how it was going to allude to what yeah was... it's hard to say without spoiling it yeah but... exactly but anyway it was just very frustrating but i mean i'm really surprised america hasn't like stolen this movie well they did old it's... boy so i mean yeah i know that's what i'm saying i'm surprised they didn't take this story and try to run with it right but uh, I did. I mean, I liked it, but I didn't like it. It was it was hard to watch. I probably wouldn't watch it again. It's a little light, more lighthearted the other movie. So it might have been like a weird uh, second movie to watch in a row. Yeah. Because the even though the the last movie we just talked about was a, a little more lighthearted, it still had some darkness to it. Yeah. But this had, is just this is way like, darker. This is just like beyond the darkness of beyond the pale. extreme. It's extreme. Is it beyond the void? It's extreme. <laughs> no, it's not beyond the point. This to the is, extreme, I'll rock a mic like a... I gave it a four out of ten. Whoa, that's awful. Yeah, well, that's it's okay. That's really low. It's low. But I wouldn't watch... I probably wouldn't watch this again. But I did like the story. I like the overall story, and I like the... Yikes. Book. Is it mostly because of the rape thing, or...? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it that's... wasn't, like, just one. Right, well, you wouldn't want there to watch like, it again because of There it. was, like, three... Yeah, the, yeah I know what you mean. One of them does not get thwarted or whatever. Yeah, yeah like, I, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, Alex, what did you think? So this is my first full time watching this movie. I think I popped it on once one night, like late at night, thinking, God damn, everybody keeps talking about this movie. I got to I gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. I even have a DVD copy on the shelf over here, and it's not the unrated, so I didn't even watch that version. I watch. I want to watch the unrated version because. Oh, maybe that's why. Okay. Which is the one so, we watched on Amazon, this, which is up on Prime, by the way, for you guys to watch. So it's the unrated. Make sure you find the unrated version. There might be two up. Might want to watch the rated version. I don't know. I guess maybe if you're, yeah, maybe I don't know. It depends who cut it, right? Right. Anyway, I just know I didn't watch the whole thing, but I'm glad I finally watched the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely high tier Korean twisty crime revenge horror and gore, you know, and gore story. 
ones only Korea could come up with, by the way, because they know their fucking revenge stories so well. Like, they do it so well. And I think revenge is kind of a universal thing anyway with, like, human beings. Right. It's just, and that's why I think it's, like, some of the movie is so perverse and dark is because it gets you involved and it makes you mad that you kind of saw it or, you know, it, as a viewer, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of get in, you want this guy to die. And it also kind of plays with you morally about that whole thing and what is morally acceptable and what are the outcomes of revenge because you decided to exact exactly. revenge and, and, and give in to your basic instincts, which I think is pretty important. I think it's also an important universal message that we all think about because that's what, you know, those little devils and the little angel on our shoulders tell us to do or our subconsciousness, <laughs> you know. But very much like the Dark Tale of Thirst, only this one goes for the gore and depraved way more. It's not the craziest thing I've seen, but it's got a fair share of fucked up gore and torture and uncomfortable situations like rape uh, in it. Plus seeing Min Sik Choi in the role of a bad guy, technically 100% this time. Mm -hmm. He was not the greatest guy in the first one, by the way, but he was kidnapped and fucking... He wasn't in the first one. Yeah, in Old Boy, I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, In an Old Boy, he sort of becomes the good guy, you know? Like a better guy. Oh, oh, yeah. Because he was like the dad that's always late trying to give his daughter a toy. Oh, I remember now. Okay. Yeah, don't say. Because if if you haven't seen Old Boy, please watch it. Um... But it's, it was nice to see Min Sik Choi or Choi Min Sik uh, in this role, in a different role again. You know, and he's a fucking piece of shit in this one, but he plays being a fucking piece of shit so well and kind of, like, rides that line a little bit between, like, normal guy and not. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to watch. Still, both the movies have that same energy, kind of, in a way, that Old Boy does because it's, like, a thrill a minute. Like, there's this... It's just constantly going, mm-hmm. constantly something new is happening. And I think both of the counterparts, so like the the lead and the side role, are really good together. Mm-hmm. Like they do a very good job of bouncing off each other. And it's kind of like, you know, it's almost like a movie that's saying, hey, are you enjoying this revenge? Wait, you know, uh-huh. without spoiling it, I'm just saying. The characters in this are also just bad people. Not as many as, like, the first movie we talked about. I feel like everybody was more fucked up in that movie in in regards. Mm -hmm. While there's good people in this one who are completely oblivious to the really bad people in it. Right. It's cold. It's very harsh. It lacks in a lot of empathy in some of the scenes in this movie. You know, about a man who's so upset about one of his family members being killed, he too becomes a monster to stop the killer. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's dealing with sorrow and all this, like, really fucking heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of moments of levity in the film that are kind of weird. Um, I wouldn't say levity, but just light, uh-huh. kind of jokey kind of things that they put in the movie. But mostly this is going to be pretty depraved. Choi is definitely a, a good killer in this movie. He delivers an action-packed emotional ride, too, as far as the father or the, the guy who's chasing the killer, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of cop off the leash and the killer on the prowl fighting each other kind of thing. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But man, is it mean. Lots of seriously bloody fucked up mind games in this one. It did get a little predictable, like you said. Like, I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I think I forgave it a little bit more because I've just never seen a movie like this mm-hmm. as much. Um, And the revenge story is just so strong that I think if you are a revenge fan of any sort, it's sort of kind of 
scratches that itch. But again, at what cost? Right. Which I think is pretty admirable for a movie to kind of paint for the viewer. And I think is as a good idea for a, a movie, mm-hmm. whether or not you like the bits and bobs that are fucking ex exploited, exploitative or sexual or whatever is really kind of not the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're just in there to really kind of give the impact of your decision making on how you react in these situations. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So. I something I I really applaud. I think this is a movie that is anything but one dimensional, which is great. Both of these movies are that way, so I applaud them. That's probably why they won so many fucking awards before Parasite came home with the, the crown. I think it was like Old Boy, uh, the Thirst movie, and then the mm-hmm. uh, this movie all got awards like crazy awards. Didn't Train to Busan? Oh, is Train it? to Busan yeah. did too. But I'm yeah. just saying like. I think Parasite, you know. Oh, yeah, that was getting an American award. Right. Is where it goes. That's like the big time. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's never happened before in the history of, you know what I mean? Right. That was so huge. Like the president of the United States was watching that movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So or the past president, I guess, you know. Remember when Obama was talking about like how he loved the movie? Oh, okay. And I it thought was his you favorite meant the, movie. the current president at that time. No, I just time. said the president like, because that's think, what they say. I don't think they would watch. That's what they say that whenever some, whenever anybody's a past president, they say thank oh, you, yeah, Mr. The, president. Yeah, yeah. Or thank you, Mrs. You know what they would I say. I know that. I just got confused because we got too many goddamn presidents. Yeah. And Jimmy Carter is still alive. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, so besides the twist being a little obvious, it's still a damn heady thrill horror mindfuck with the plenty of gore on offers. So if you like gore and you need it in your movies, well, here's your excuse to watch it. Right. And a lot of people love it for that because it goes there in a lot of scenes. I just don't know if it really invested me into the anger for this guy as much as it could have. Yeah. I like I was invested. I was getting a, a thrill off of him getting up one up. Mm-hmm. But I think it could have gone a little deeper. And for that reason, I only deduct minor points. That's my own personal thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was like the last 30 minutes is is not a very good feel good story in the least. Mm-mm. So which is a good thing because I kind of like bad endings or unhappy endings or whatever movies right, right. where they kind of like go somewhere dark. Mm-hmm. Neither of these films have really happy endings, but you'll just have to see for yourself to understand what I mean. I'd give this movie an eight. Uh-huh. Maybe a 7.5 at the lowest. Mm-hmm. But I think an 8 is, it's a solid film because it's a pedigree above most other films that I would see out of South Korea. Right. Uh, horror films. And the acting is just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of how it kind of lands 100%, I still think it deserves an 8. Right. Well, so, that makes sense. Uh, but for other people, it may not be a watch because of the things Christina mentioned. And right. I can understand that. So... Um, but I still think it was a fucking crazy ride and seeing, getting your emotions involved in it in some degree in any movie, whether they did it a hundred percent perfectly or not is still a a feat. Mm -hmm. So something to be said about that. And I still, by the way, for the record, think old boy is the better movie. Right. Of this end. I saw the devil. I, but I think that if you are a fan of old boy, you would benefit from watching this movie. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Different directors still got that fucking 
that dark fucking atmospheric sort of vibe going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, as long as you can handle some of the darker spots, but other than that, that's what I think. So you gave it a four, I gave it an eight. So the, it comes down to just over, just like over six. average from both of us, which I just hate. I hate that. I'm not going to give it a 10 just to bring it. There was a very, now there was an excellent scene in this movie. Okay. That I cannot wait to talk about. Well, let's get into the trivia, actually. I have a little bit of trivia, and we'll talk about some of our favorite scenes and some of the things that we liked or disliked about it. I think we've gone pretty much into it pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't want anything spoiled, you can jump down to the timestamps down below to see what we may or may not be talking about next week. I've been waiting on somebody to get back to me before the end of the week because I like to tell you guys what we're watching next week so that you can prepare for it. Um, but if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So the trivia on uh, I Saw the Devil, the Korea Media Rating Board forced Kim to recut the film for its theatrical release. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's, it was objecting to its violent content. Otherwise, the film would have gotten a restricted rating, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but they wanted to prevent any sort of release in theaters or on home video or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're pretty strict about some things over there. Right, right. You know, but you don't need the, the power of the theaters always right. for these movies these days. Yeah, not these days. And fucking, for Christ's sake, South Korea had such a limit on what they could make over there Mm -hmm. for so many years. You know, when they finally were able to fucking just unleash the fury in the 90s, like, they just (laughs) went wild, man. You know? And I don't blame them. It's a lot of repressed shit. Right. When they talk about films that are fucking... You know, like like porn stars will talk about how sex on, you know, the internet or like videotapes or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Porn in general is a good outlet for people, but it is not reality. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, will, they will talk about that. Same right. thing with horror movies and, and getting out this anger and this or revenge movies for that matter. Like right. this movie. It's it's a it's a it's it's teaching a lesson, honestly, by mm-hmm. the end of this movie, which is, hey, you can go out and do revenge and it feels really fucking good. And I'd want to torture this motherfucker, too. But you're going to lose your family if you don't. Right. If you do something fucking wrong. Right. So, you know, like it is kind of like there is no reward for him doing it in this movie. So it seems a little weird, but there is some scenes that are pretty graphic. So I understand why they want to rate it a little differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So there is another movie that came out that was a remake of this movie, by the way. A remake? What was that? Well, so, and uh, Ji Woon Kim was talking about this. He was really kind of pissed off about it. He laughed, mm-hmm. but he was talking about how there were some Bollywood producers that wanted to make a remake of this film and wanted to get the rights to make an official remake, but oh. but it was rejected and they decided to make the remake anyway. Oh, shit. Which I'm surprised because, I mean, Bollywood isn't... They'll, they'll just change shit and make it, you know what right. I mean? I got fucking plenty of movies to, <laughs> to prove that, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that they're just lying sacks of shit or anything like that. I'm just saying that it has happened before. Right. Just like Italian films would rip off fucking American films. Right. Bollywood films would do it too, and we got that shown specifically with Maha Call, which is the monster, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger in mm-hmm. Bollywood. <laughs> so they have another one if you want to check it out. It's called Ek villain villain um so it's the villain and you mm-hmm. can check it out i don't know where it is but apparently 
it's got the similar plot and everything like oh. that. And uh, I'd be curious to check it out just to see. But Arnold Schwarzenegger was a huge fan of this movie, by the way. Yeah. He Well, he loves torture, rape, and porn. Makes sense. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But he was so impressed with the film that that's why he worked on that the last stand movie mm-hmm. with um johnny knoxville oh that's you know right. where they take the bus into right. the city and they have to protect it it right. was like one of the last movies that arnold did right or was it the first one he did when he came, he came back? back i think it was when he came back i can't remember yeah oh from being the governor <laughs> it's true it's not a rumor i am the governor <laughs> It's not the tumor. That's a t- not a tumor joke, oh. guys. Come on, give me credit. Anyway, during the shoot, Choi Min Sik was so into the character that he got the idea of beating up a random stranger who talked rudely to him in an elevator. Oh, shit. Only to realize he has turned violent during the shoot and eventually freaking out. Following the film's release, he met a girl in the elevator who freaked out and panicked seeing him. <laughs> having having watched the film. Oh, to, my gosh. To calm her down, he told her, oh, I, I don't kill people anymore, so you don't, <laughs> you don't need to be worried about me. I'm human, not a killer. <laughs> That's funny. Look, my head... My head's still attached. Right. Yeah. I wonder if that, how bad that situation was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, like was, that's like some, you got canceled, Choi. Right. Type shit. Um, you know, looking through his catalog of movies, he has um, not done a lot. Oh, really? Surprisingly, he's a great actor. He is. He really gets into his it part. It might be because he gets into his part and it's hard for him to mentally... Well, there was some rights issues with certain things that, that he was standing up for, just as we have the sort of... Uh, remember they were telling people not to act the Writers Guild and... Oh, the SAG people? The SAG people. Uh-huh. They have another version of that out there in Korea mm-hmm. that weren't paying actors for their work oh, or something shit. like that. So he was standing up. He was a big like advocate for that oh till so it got passed so that they would get more money right because he knows how much passion it takes right to really be a good actor you right. know stuff like that i don't know exactly i didn't look into what the situation specific situation was mm-hmm. but i just know that he's been an advocate for it and that might be why his catalog isn't so big right makes sense um at an hour at an hour and 17 minutes and 53 seconds of the movie when you see Jang Kyung Chul eating rice with his bowl you can see the inscription on the bowl of you guessed it 666 Oh really? I'm the mi- mark of the beast. I missed it. Yeah. So he really is an evil person. Oh, makes sense. Right. Yeah. But even evil people have families, so you done fucked up, Jang. <laughs> uh, so let's get into some of our scenes and then we'll wrap that bitch up nice uh, with a nice tight bow. So, Christina, what are some of the scenes that you liked in this movie? Starting with the earlier parts, if you can, please. Obviously, the rape you, scene was a big yeah, one. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and go first? Well, I, the very beginning of the movie, there's a girl that's um, sitting waiting on a truck to come to fix a flat tire out in the middle of the snow. This guy pulls up in a student school bus that he like, you know, takes kids around from school to their homes and from home to school and shit like that. He's like, I guess in, in Korea, they like schools like really far apart. They go to like a big one somewhere, I guess. Uh And he goes and picks up these people from like really long distances because it, it was like an hour or two when he was driving. Remember? Yeah. Um, 
anyway, so he offers to help this woman, right? And she's like, oh, she rolls her window down a little bit. She's like talking on the phone with her husband, who's this secret agent, played by Lee Byung-hun as Kim Soo-hyung. That's her husband. And they got recently engaged. He's like singing to her on the phone. I thought that little subtle oh, yeah, thing cute. right there. Like he was like, okay, I'll sing to you. And he goes and he hides in the bathroom. And then some guy walks in while he's singing. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just wait for the tow truck. Wait for the tow truck. Yeah, have a football. <laughs> uh, so it's like, you know, it's a really kind of sweet thing. And she's done literally nothing to deserve what happens to her. Right. Uh, but she's like, no, thank you. I'll just wait for the truck to come. She hangs up with her husband and she's like, oh, I wonder why his car's still he here. He hasn't left yet. Next thing you know, he bashes in the window and is like fucking just slamming a fucking hammer on top of her head. Right. Repeatedly until she gets knocked the fuck out. He drags her ass across the snow like bloody as fuck and back to his fucking torture kill pad. And holy shit, dude, she's laying under a fucking sheet. And I don't even know if he thought she was just dead already or what. But she's paralyzed or something. I don't I can't tell. And she starts breathing and he hears her and he opens up the plastic and she's like, please, please don't kill me. Hey, please don't kill me. And and he's like, why? She's like, because I'm pregnant. And then he just fucking and then he bashes her head. In. You know, he cuts her head off. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, dude. That's some fucking oof. Like, and in your next scene you see is her head gone, her alarm's gone. He's like chopped her body in half mm -hmm. and he's like throwing parts in a fucking like bin that he's going to go burn somewhere and bury or whatever. And like he, th oh, he doesn't burn. That's right. He throws it in the river. Right. And, and they find they're, Yeah, they're her all parts. searching. Yeah, they're all searching for him. They find her head later, which was like kind of tragic. Weird, yeah. But I just thought that that was such a really just the thought of having them make them sing to each other was just sweet. Mm -hmm. And then having that sour come in shortly after. Oh, yeah. is really important as a filmmaker and a writer, mm -hmm. I think, you know, because yeah. those are the subtle things. I mean, I, they, they seem like nothing, like mm -hmm. not a big deal. But they really take the viewer on an emotional adventure. And mm -hmm. that's really what this kind of movie is about. Mm -hmm. It's putting you through the ringer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. to, to say, whoa, is this what you wanted? Is this what you wanted? You wanted revenge, right? Well, this is what fucking revenge is like. Do you know what I mean? Not, yeah. Not saying so the killer. I'm saying later on when Beyond comes right. and exacts revenge on the killer for killing his wife indiscriminately like that. Right. Which it is. So, it's like, I would want to fucking, if somebody did something to you like that, I would go out. And, I don't know. I would, you know, I don't know how I would feel. Would you torture or kill them? Or would you just. I'd want them in prison for the rest of their life. Right. He gets like two years because they couldn't prove anything. Yeah, probably. <laughs> America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God so, damn it. You're taking away his freedom. So the fiance husband like finds the guy and. Beats the shit out of him, but instead of taking him in or killing him, he puts a pill in his body to track him. To track him, and so he could also hear what's going on. And he tells his boss, "I'm going to be off for about two weeks. I should handle it." And he's like, "Good, good." He didn't think anything of it at the time, right? So you know, his I think his boss was even surprised that he was only going to take two weeks off. 
Right. Because he's like, well, we could definitely use you. I would. I wouldn't want to sit around moping around for two months. I wouldn't you know? either. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'd want to get right back to work. And I've seen that happen at my work when a spouse dies or whatever. You know, they're only gone a couple weeks. You know, you you got to keep yourself busy. Right. Anyway, so he lets the guy go. Right. He picks up some other kids. Ends up taking one of them back to you know his place rapes her and then he and then the, the guy shows up to beat him up well he yeah to teach him a lesson Hits for, him in the head with a shovel yeah either. for where he could have prevented that from happening right but anyway um lets him go he leaves lets him go okay and now this was the scene i re- i did really like so he's out in the middle of nowhere in a taxi cab comes up and picks him up and there's the taxi cab driver and there's also another guy in the back and the, ta- oh. and the taxi cab driver was like, it must be your lucky day because no one ever comes out here and blah, blah, blah. And then he's all like, no, I don't think it's your lucky day. It's my lucky day or some shit like that. And then he like he stabs the driver in, in the, the in the neck. And then he the the guy in the back knew something was up like before. When Those he got are the police. The, right, oh, yeah. That's it, what I think. I think it was his buddies. I, I think so, too. And and he. He stabs the driver in the neck and then he attacks the guy in the back and like the seriously the camera's just floating through the car as he's just killing stabbing him repeatedly yeah and the driver in the car is like going all over the place that was a really good scene yeah but i'm thinking like another scene where he shows up and he and he has like a buddy who's like a fucking serial killer Mm -hmm. who also kills people but like there's a hierarchy between the two of them as well and like they're sitting at the table and he's like they're eating all this food there's like dishes and dishes and dishes and dishes of food there's this guy who's eating like meat slabs and then this woman who's just sitting right across from fucking jang and he's like eating like he hasn't eaten in days because he probably hasn't he's fucking worn out and he's like He's like, why the fuck are you eating human meat? Or he's like, if you tried this meat, you'd know just how good it is. And you wouldn't want to eat anything else other than this meat. It's that good. He's like, yeah, you've eaten too much fucking crazy meat. It's made you gone crazy or something like that. <laughs> right. Because he talks back to Jang and, and then they both have this moment. He's like, yeah, hey, you're right. <laughs> He's like, maybe I did eat too much of this stuff because you are Jang and you'd kill me if I fucking said shit like that. Uh-huh. He's like, sorry, man. You know, like no big deal. Gross. And then he just keeps on eating the meat and it's like sloshing around in his mouth and stuff. And it's like really bloody meat too. It's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's not cooked. Right. It's almost like, like, uh, or they just put dye on it or something. Yeah. It was weird. It was like he was eating raw pieces of flesh, but it looked like it was slightly cooked. Yeah. Gross. Seared. That was original, too, him meeting up with them. I thought that was really cool because, like, he's another killer, too, who's, like, also, like, has, uh, he's, like, eating people and he, like, goes to kill a girl and that's when Byung shows up and and they get into a fight with that. That was kind of a cool fight scene there a little bit. Yeah, that was cool, too, yeah. He beats the shit out of them with that fucking pipe on the head or whatever right. <laughs> and the blood's all squirting out like you know <laughs> i thought he killed fucking jang there for a little bit because jang comes in with the shotgun and tries right. to shoot him right and he dodges out of the way and there's that whole scene where they're like fighting in the hallway and he's about to shoot him mm-hmm. and byung is just so fast that he actually gets up close to him and pushes the shotgun out of mm-hmm. the way and it shoots the wall and he's got a one up on this guy again right and he just starts smacking the top of his head with this pipe and it's like rip, like 
40 times. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, I would have thought that would have killed somebody, dude. It like, would have. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it would have. I thought that was, like, that whole thing right there was really cool. Right. Most of the fight scenes in this were pretty good. That's when his buddy is like, oh, they're out. You know, we got him. We got him. Dead to rights. We got him. He's knocked out. We're going to fucking. He's like, you know, what are you, what are you going to do now? He's like, well, he's still got the tracker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but all he has to do is have diarrhea and shit that thing out. And then you'd be fucked. Right. And he's like, what like, the don't fuck? Don't say that. Don't yeah. say it in front of him. And why would to. you, by the yeah, way? I know. Well, that way he could shit it out and we can get to the next scene. That's right. why. <laughs> Which is exactly. He hears him. He smiles. Gets free somehow, goes to a store, kills the guy. Right. Gets a tracker out of him. Shits. Ooh, that was a gross that part. That was gross. He was digging in his shit. Yeah, it just looks like <laughs> fucking oatmeal. But Yeah, like chocolate oatmeal. <laughs> Raisins. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have had a Jang soup. <laughs> what A tracker shit. soup. Oh, my God. Tracker soup. Uh, that would have been gross. Yeah. Uh, um, but he picks it out of there and this is the thing we might as well get into it first of all I don't know how Jang knew that he could hear him because the whole time he's wearing the stomach bug he can hear Jang right. having conversations but how the fuck would Jang know that no it's because when he was talking to his friend at the table because they were talking about like how does this guy know where I am all the time da, 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 da. oh he's like I know you can hear me yeah okay. he just figured it out is all and I'm sure I think that there also was he said something that he had said before where he wasn't there see so he just figured it out that's all okay yeah I caught that this fucks it up for for fucking Hyun's character, he done fucked up now, and now everything's fucked. He's, he's going to go after his family. He goes to the other killer, who he apparently didn't kill either, and he's like, I need to speak to you. He's like, what, uh, where is, where is fucking Jang? Where would he go? I need yeah, he's, to he's going to kill whatever's closest to you. He's like, if is... it was me, I would go right there and kill your family, your sister, her your relatives. Family. He, he said he'd kill her family. That's right. He's like, and then turn myself in and that's exactly, exactly what he's what gonna he did. do and he's like laughing at him and he just like fucking does he kill him yeah he went and he killed no 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 the... i'm talking about the fucking guy he's getting the information yeah from. remember what? he ripped his mouth open that's right he i'll broke... make you smile permanently right he, he rips his... his jaw open yeah that was pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool too um it ain't no fucking hatchet <laughs> really <laughs> rips that woman's jaw open right. which is like fucking insane like one of the coolest gore scenes in a fucking movie in a while, um, but this is this is where Christina and I kind of like had issues because okay, so now Jang's got the upper foot, he's got the upper hand, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He's getting away from him. He's going out. He's he goes to his ex wife's house to kill the father and the daughter, sister sister, sister of his wife or his soon to be dead ex wife, whatever. Sister-in-law. Yeah, his sister-in-law. And father-in-law. Father-in-law, who's also a cop, and he kills him. He well, he tries to almost kills him, mm-hmm. and then he rapes and- He kidnaps the sister. Yeah, and rapes and kills her. Uh, yeah. And then tries to turn himself in, and Hengyun pulls a move to like suck him into the van with him. Which is so John Wick. Yeah, it was really kind of <laughs> crazy driving. I don't even know how he pulled him in. And Well, remember, he took out the door. 
No, but I mean, first of all, he's still driving. Right. And he's still going to put that guy in the other seat. How's he going to bound and gag him up while he's driving? Because he's fucking John Wick, Alex. Anyway. (laughs) He's the South Korean John Wick. It's a minor gripe, stupid thing, but I'm just just pointing it out. He knocked him out, though. Didn't he knock him out with a pipe and while he was in the car? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I'm just thinking to myself, he's got, he, he's, he could do something, you know, he's not that, he's just got him laying on his lap. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> he takes him back to his own killing pad, finds the ring that he gave to his wife, Beyond or, um, Hyun finds the ring. Wasn't that towards the beginning when he found no, the ring? No, he found oh. the ring then. Oh, I thought it was when he was looking in his place. I don't remember, but he, yeah, maybe you're right. So anyway, he goes back to the place where he killed his wife and where this guy was living originally before he put him on this whole fucking rampage of running around and getting the shit kicked out of him and killing people. And he puts him in this contraption where he's like in a guillotine with his arms and everything tied up and everything like that. And there's this whole scene between the killer and the revenge guy. And he's like, I won. He's like, just admit it, I won. There's nothing you can do. As he's tied up and shit. Yeah, as he's tied up, he's like, it doesn't matter what you do to me at this point. I've already won. I beat you at your own game. You thought you had one up on me. I took everything that you ever loved, everything that you cared for, and I won. Mm -hmm. So just say it for me once. And then he was like, I hope that you suffer even after your death. And then... He walks out the door and you see Jang's got like rope in his mouth holding it. He walks outside the the revenge guy. He sees a cab pull up and three people get out. And then he keeps walking down the street and they're like, who's that? You know, mm-hmm. it's Jang's family. So they it's sh- his parents and his son. Yeah, it's his parents and his son who he cares about. Allegedly. Uh, really we don't know for sure. Yeah, he did. And they open the door and it kills him. And it beheads him. I feel like the family should have died. I do too. Like that's the thing that like kind of let me down. I didn't understand what the big uh, like yeah, like because exactly. they came, he had the power to not kill them, and he he killed them or something like that. I, I think it was having seeing the family. You know what I think it was? I think having his family who he abandoned and wouldn't be enough mistreated. And he would never know that, what the true love is. Yeah. Them, them seeing him die. I think it was more about the family seeing him die. Like they needed that closure that because he knew, knew it would hurt them more than it would hurt him. But I don't think it would have hurt them because I wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't. I wouldn't think it would have hurt the killer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, yeah. Exactly. I think it was more of a, a, a relief. Yeah, it was a relief for the family. Right. To watch him die. I don't know. It's just like I like I like that it ends that he wins and still loses. But it just I don't know. I think it went too far. Oh, well, yeah. Clearly, that's the point of the movie. Yeah, right? I know it's the point of the movie, but <laughs> it's gone too far. Christina. I didn't, I didn't like it. Just it made me feel like everybody's a scumbag, you know, like, well, that's what these movies do. Well, even the viewer who was watching it and getting off on him, getting the shit kicked out of him is just as bad. I know nobody wins. Nobody wins. So yeah, those are the two movies we got today. I, uh, I, I again, I like this movie. I liked. Uh, I saw the devil, but it just takes a step down from the other one because it just feels more complete. Mm-hmm. And this one just 
while I got to see things that I'm like amazed by in this movie with all the gore and all the fucked up shit that happens in it. And it is offensive and it, mm-hmm. it is shocking and it is mm-hmm. kind of tense. Extreme. Extreme. And then they have surge cans in their hands the whole movie. <laughs> Extreme. Extreme. They're drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos. Let's get bro. <laughs> I I still have issues that I want to point out with it, even though I like the movie a lot, and I still want to, you know, get a unrated copy at some point. Makes sense. Um, but yeah. So, what do you guys think? Do you agree with that? Do you think that it could have done a little bit better? I mean, I'm not. I didn't dock it like three points or anything like that. I did. She did, but that was because of the rape thing. I did. I dropped a half a point just because I think that they could have. Wrapped it up there. Got, got into his head a little bit more and got made a little bit more emotional. Because mm-hmm. some of it was a little too far, you know? Mm-hmm. He had already gone too far the first time. And then he bashed her head in 40 times. That went right. too far. It was like, it kind of, I don't know. I felt yeah, like dude. it could have slipped out of his hands either a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His, his, oh, his, I, okay, I see. You know, his ego got to him that he had the one, the hand, the, you know, right. upper hand and I don't know. Or, you know, he didn't find out until the very end that his family was dead. And it's like, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> you know, that kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. And then the and then the, the guy gets shot and steals the revenge from him or something like that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where, where it's that moment where it's like it was all for nothing, like really, truly nothing. Like, yeah, I, I feel like it wasn't it was. like it was good, but it just I felt like it just could have been a smidge better. And I don't know how exactly I would want to do it, but that would probably have been a good way. Huh? Yeah. But yeah, that wasn't the where point. he killed his family and then the cops come in and shoot him in the head Yeah, and that steals worked. the revenge away from him in a way. Right. Even after he killed all of the people. He Actually, loved. I like that. I like the family dying and him. They could have put I him like up, everybody. Just kill them all. They could have put him up in a contraption or something or done something some way where he gets killed that way and it steals it from him. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I still liked it, though. But I would love to hear what you guys think. Do you do you think it's a complete film, like the 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 full package? Or do you feel like it could have done a little bit better towards the end for this one? Let me know in the comment section down below. Now, next week, now I did ask somebody to be on with uh, me as a guest um, to come on, but I have not heard back from them yet. So I don't want to like promise that they're going to be on and or promise you what movies that we're going to watch. So just watch the social media. So, yeah, stay tuned to the social media. If we'll probably, you know, on Thursday or Friday to let you know we'll try to pick something that maybe you can see i still need to talk to them anyway before Mm -hmm. we get to go ahead anyway so um but yeah we'll have a new guest on soon and uh christina will be back otherwise either way sorry (laughs) sorry guys yeah whatever dude (laughs) anyway i'm glad to have you back christina thanks alex i had fun talking about these with you i had fun too okay welcome back Thanks. All right, guys. So we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Stay locked to the social media, our YouTubes, and all that other stuff. Make sure you follow us on all that. But uh, thanks for coming by. And as always, along with the boys.